The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. For many years now, nine, we have been having the telecast of this radio syndicated talk show about the power of water and its influence on you the planet Earth, and your breath to breathe. This is a very important life-saving show, and we're hoping to start gaining followers who want to listen and get others to listen to participate in what we can do on our websites on getting individuals involved in water life science to be an application to your everyday thinking That is going to save lives, that is going to save our planet, and our breath to breathe. Because we're breathing water vapor in the air, that invisible water you're not seeing. That is your breath of life. Now, I'm going to teach you, and I'll never stop reminding you over and over again, how important this radio talk show is and the most wonderful guests that we bring on that are committed in the mission of water life science and the future of what is happening on a new movement that is not so new but is thousands of years old out of China going forward with the holistic ideas of your health. Your health to be in what I describe in the Health Olympics, you need to prioritize where you come from as a person, with the gift of your life, how you take care of yourself, what you learn every day to improve your health and your outlook and your well-being, to go forward and make it healthy for other people to be around you. And that new movement is called Water Life Science. We started this years ago with my finding I was, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, but we have a new name added to us, Water Life Science, to teach us to apply in our everyday living water, 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 100%. Now, this is one of the reasons it's so important to you. Your body, from the moment you left your mother's womb of water, you entered into the water vapor of our atmosphere. The atmosphere is what keeps you alive, the water vapor. But the water vapor is evaporating every day in the atmosphere. That's its cycle. The moment you were born and you entered into that water vapor, you began a process 
to evaporate body water loss because you're not in water any longer. You're living in the water vapor that's allowing you to evaporate water. That is your life cycle to your passing to death. When you say the word dehydration, I'm dehydrated, that means you've over-evaporated. Water life science is out there educating the individuals and the world out in the life of this water that when you're over-evaporating, you begin to dehydrate too quickly in different parts of the body. And this is why. The brain is 80 to 85% water. The surface of your eyes are 99% water. So when you were born in that delivery moment and your eyelid would open, the eyes begin to evaporate immediately, but the atmosphere of the water vapor began to supplement the eyes to have an electrolytic contact of evaporation with the evaporation of the water vapor and the evaporation of the surface of your eyes. If you're not getting enough supplementation from the water vapor, the brain goes on overload and begins to give you the stimulus from behind so that you'll be able to have a surge of water supplement from behind the eye. But if the brain cannot keep up with this evaporation of the eye, you have what's called vision impairment. You could have to start with foggy eyes, glazy eyes, fatigued eyes, drowsy eyes. You could have an allergy. You could get more com- common colds and more, more uh, uh, problems to, uh, of the eye of what we call impairment, of more symptoms that are having problem with the eye, maybe more anxiety, more stress, more emotions, because the eyes cannot keep up with the supplementation to the atmosphere. So the brain is functioning up to 90%, they say in research, of what is happening to your eyes. That's water. The other one are your lungs, 75 to 80 Blood, 50%. Skin, 70 to 75%. Heart, 75 to 80. Kidneys, 80 to 85. Muscles, 70 to 75. And I kept the teeth and the bones at the end. Yes, the teeth are 8 to 10%. Your bones are 20 to 25%. Now, some of the information that Bonnie, my secretary, got me this week was on importance of water. Go to the one, the top ten reasons we need to drink water. You'll be shocked at what they're learning and what they're trying to remind you of. The other one was, when she found out on the importance of water, is all of the things I just told you, but you need to learn that water is a solvent, A solvent describes dissolving, mixturing, detoxifying, and removing to try to use water as your solvent. For your everyday practice, it's your best friend. 
it's a transporter. On this one, it says, I want you to go to the one that says, the importance of water in the diet. It says here, it's very exciting for me, that water is a transporter of all of this going on inside of your body. Well, just think of each one of those organs I just reported to you of the water in each of those organs has to keep up with all that is happening with each of those organs that are functioning. You think you're in control? You're not in control of your body. The air is in control of your body and how you're drinking water to supplement what the air is not getting you individually. As an individual, there are no two eyes alike. There are no two fingerprints alike. Oh, and by the way, many other things that are different, but you even look a little different. Do you think it's possible that it has something to do with water? I do. I think water is the number one role in your life. It's a protection. It's a chemical reactant. It's a pH regulator. And by the way, there was a time in history when they said, oh, pH might be a fallacy because it's being too important played. That is wrong. Your pH is your acid mantle protection to your bacteria protection. You need to protect your skin. You need to understand the role of water and your skin. Electrolytic balance. Electrolyte balance means you need a balancing because we're like a lightning rod. Did you know when we had Dr. Jerry Pollack on the show, PhD from University of Washington, and he was teaching us about the waters in the body and the fourth water they found in the body, that it has an electrolytic reaction to the water and the atmosphere out of the body. Water and electrolytic electrolyte method of earth to live with you as a person. Uh Uh-huh. Temperature and regulation. It's a temperature and regulation. This is a fabulous overview. I'm just loving this today. Exercise and water. Very important. I found another one that I found fascinating with the 10 top reasons we drink water. The one that I found was sodas. Did you know that you can use a soda to remove rust on your car? So go and read this top 10 reasons. The top 10 reasons we need to drink water and the other things that we're drinking and we shouldn't be. Sodas, removing rust on a car and rust on different Somebody told me you can even use it in your toilet. I guess what? I don't want your body to be a toilet. I want you to detoxify. I'm recommending detoxification. I'm Water will detoxify you. That is my message today. Go and look up the importance of water, and this is what, are doing today, what we're doing today. Now, today we've invited Steve Lauer on. Steve is an owner of a real estate appraisal business in Chicago for many, many years, over two decades. But he's also became a Tai Chi master instructor for many, many, many years. He's well known in the world he's in. And I am going brought him on today. We were going to have Dr. Effie Chow, who's had a, a setback in her health, but she's getting better. 
and she'll be on with Steve again. She was on with Steve not long ago. We were going to talk about what is happening through the centuries with philosophers and freshwater and what is happening with Tai Chi and Qigong and how they breathe and why the water is so important in their lives. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research Water Life Science, and their signature product that's getting ready to launch in China in the next few weeks, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Be looking for it on your Alibaba, and you're going to notice find Nature's Tears Eye Mist with those followers here soon. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Steve Lauer. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Steve, are you with us? Yes, Sharon. How are you today? Well, thank you for joining us today. I know uh, this was a last moment for us uh, uh, to do this together. Dr. Effie Chow had a health setback, which she is a master at how to improve her own health. She's been doing it for individuals all over the world, but you and Effie were on not long ago together, and she really enjoyed being on with you, Steve. I want to thank you for doing this again, and I want our listeners to know what you do for an everyday putting bread on your table living, but how, how did you get into Tai Chi? In Qigong. So first of all, we'll talk about your life there in Chicago, how you got where your everyday life is with your career, but then you ended up with Tai Chi. Um, well, sort of in reverse. Um, when I was a small child, I saw a lot of um, uh, Kung Fu movies, um, you know, those types of movies on TV, and I was always drawn to them. You know, everybody else was playing baseball and football and basketball and whatnot, and I did those things as well, but I I just didn't have the same passion for those activities as I did for the martial arts. Uh And I spent um, years just studying the different types of arts, you know, what the benefits were, and I settled on, um, you know, the Chinese and the Japanese arts because they both had qi or qi as their core to their Mm -hmm. martial arts. 
mm-hmm. you know, more so than some of the other arts that are out there. Not that those arts are bad. It's just, you know, this is the one that was kind of, these are the two arts that were calling out to me. Mm-hmm. And um, probably from 10, 11 years old to the time I was in my late teens, I was just trying out the different arts, um, interviewing different instructors, finding different, mm-hmm. um, you know, ideas that would suit me the most. And I actually kind of fell into Tai Chi and Qigong uh, on accident because in my younger years, I was looking more at the martial aspect of it. And I wasn't thinking about the health aspect of it until my teacher, uh, Professor Joseph Todaro, um, introduced me to the benefits of Tai Chi and Qigong and why you have to have that health foundation in order to do the martial foundation. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then, uh, go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So then uh, you actually were into this, me- uh, 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 this method of vision, and I'll say energy to you because it gave you uh, energy to where you're, you were going, and then you ended up young into Tai Chi before you began your career. And Absolutely, if- and I, I really felt after um, you know years with my teacher that no matter what career I decided to choose, um, Tai Chi and Qigong had to be my foundation no matter which direction I was going to take off in. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how much you know, money we amass or success we, we gain, the one thing that we can't do and the one that our largest struggle that we face every you know, day and for years through our life is just our health. We have to maintain a certain level of our health, a certain level of energy just to get through to do all those things. Because without your health, success and, and money and all those things really don't mean anything. Well, and, and I can tell you my, one example. My teacher impressed upon me the most. He's like, Steve, he's like, I don't care if, uh, you know, if I make a million dollars a year or $10,000 a year, I've got Tai Chi and Qigong, and that's something that's going to help me to live, you know, far longer than the average individual. Keep you disciplined with your thinking. Absolutely. That's something, the word discipline with our thinking uh, and our habits. And, and you are right. I can tell you cases where we've had a radio guest where um, individuals had all the money in the world and they thought the money would get them what they needed to heal and they would pass on when the other person did it alternatively to a different, more energy direction and to study and they were able to uh, go into remission with the disease and literally, hopefully, never come back. Um, It isn't the money. You're right, Steve. And I thank you for bringing that up today. Now, I call this the Health Olympics. It's kind of my little pet description of what people do to pursue the energy to feel better, to uh, work at studying how you feel better. So you found that after a lot of study that Tai Chi, Qigong, were your calling. You, that's the direction you went. Yeah, because I, I explained to my teacher I was really interested in just the martial aspects and the physical conditioning aspects of martial arts. Mm-hmm. And he said that, well, if you don't integrate your Tai Chi and Qigong into the martial aspect, then all that application is going to be lacking in power and energy and force. And it was through the development of your own Qi that you can actually be more powerful when it comes to self-defense, when it comes to you know, having that energy after a long 16-hour day, you know, at work and then still realize that, you know, I gave 16 hours to my job, but where's the time for me? So now I have to have, I have to summon up that energy 
to give it to myself to pursue the things I'm most passionate about, which is Tai Chi and Qigong. So when I do get home at the end of a, a very long day, I, I can summon that energy and I do have the discipline to go through some forms and to just calm down and relax and just shed the stress from that day so I'm prepared for the next day because the last thing that we want to do is have the stress of Monday follow us into Tuesday and then carry along with, you know, with us till Wednesday. You have to have a stopping point for that particular day and then a refreshing point for the following day. And if you wake up and do your Tai Chi and Qigong and then you do it again when you get home, then you get a fresh start, a fresh break for the very next day. So you're mentally, mentally and physically prepared to take on whatever you face. Okay, that's do something here. This is a good time to explain to the audience, even those who understand it well. When did Tai Chi begin? Who was, where did this whole form and this um, discipline of practice begin? Well, from what my teachers have told me, it was about 8,000 years ago. Um, it was, they, the Chinese were compelled to develop some sort of form or style to kind of help them live a little bit longer because 8,000 years ago, people were only living till their 20s. And the Chinese realized that they wanted to have a longer uh, life, uh, a longer quality of life. So they started developing um, Qigong forms um, initially to, to help that uh, life process. And then from Qigong, we got Tai Chi um, a few thousand years after that. So when... And they began this discipline of form. Have you ever read anywhere why they began such a, a form and a, and a practice of discipline? Was there something that made them feel there was an energy in the atmosphere and in the, in the air they're living with that would give them that form? Well, it's a lot of... Um it was a lot of um, experimentation with different exercises, different postures. I was even told that there was a Tai Chi master that, um, you know, saw, had a vision of two sticks that turned into two snakes, and the snakes were as strong as the sticks, and the sticks is, is uh, uh, agile and, and, and moving as the snakes. And then, you know, also with that movement, it also kind of transcended to, and again, I'm, I'm, Brushing over thousands of years of history in just right. a couple of sentences here, so I'm 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 not trying to skip over. Well, anything, we're philosophizing. We're 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 getting into philosophy now. But yeah. again, um, along with that, other teachers have told me that it was really an observation of how powerful and how light water is, and it was the movement of water that mm-hmm. kind of um, paralleled the movements of the body and how water could be such a powerful force, but also. You can't even pick it up and hold it in your hand. It was very light and it's very, um, but still powerful. So they wanted to create a form um, that experimented with different postures so that each individual movement kind of united the body in harmony. So whenever we're in a a particular posture, we're aligning all of our chi centers and all of the um, the Dantian points in our body so that we're kind of becoming a, con- uh, a conductor or an antenna for the energies that are around us Steve, so that the energy can flow through you're, us. That, you're, you're describing it. I wish Dr. Chow could hear you. You are describing that. 
unbelievably what it is. That's exactly what it is. Do you remember what you just said? (laughs) 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 So I will come in with my background and describe what you just said, but I need you to write that down for me. So I, I want Effie to... Effie and I, Dr. Chow and I have talked about this, and she's a master worldwide in what she does, doing exactly what you say, but also in acupuncture and meditation and more. But what they may have understood so far back thousands of years ago, because the Chinese were known for being innovators in health issues, to feel better, to um, and, and new directions of healing arts and alternative, well, we call it in modern times, alternative ideas over the word medication to try to feel better, heal better, live longer, and be healthy around people you're living with. And that's the other thing, Steve, I think people need to think. We each need to learn to be healthy to live around other people, too. Because we're affecting everybody's lives, each of us. But what you just said is the water in the atmosphere is electrolytic. And I was saying in my dialogue prior to you coming on that we were able to prove without a doubt throughout the world, and they know this, that because the surface of the eye is 99% water connected to the brain, the brain is 90% water. That when the eyelid opens, it has an electrolytic ability to be supplemented by the atmosphere and vice versa. They, it, they connect like a battery. So someone way back thousands of years ago learned with these arts of discipline and movement and harmony that you could electrolytically unite with the energy of the water in the vapor and the air we're living in. But they also learned something else that you're going to mention. The breathing has to go with it, right? Absolutely. Breathing is one of the most difficult things to master. For so doing you have an art form. Right. So now you're going to teach us. We have this art form that was invented thousands of years ago, that they begin to master with perfection and form through the many thousands of years. But there's something else that they learned, and you can teach us about it, how important it is to breathe. It truly is. Um, It took me probably after three years of um, six days a week, seven days a week study with my teacher to finally get the breathing down properly. Um, it was a little bit more of a difficult form that I was learning as opposed to some of the shorter forms that are out there. But um, just to get the breathing and the movements and harmony makes all the difference in the world. Because the first year or two that I did the movements and my breathing was close but not spot on, I noticed a tremendous surge in energy and focus and just an overall health once I was able to sync up the breathing with the movement. So that helped that energy I call it like a battery to, to charge and work slowly with a harmony and slowly with the discipline of the form. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay. So and that harmony between the form, between the breathing, between your body, 
um, you could do some amazing things just doing some Tai Chi breathing, some Qigong breathing, um, just relaxing and breathing for a minute or two. I, I mean, I could noticeably just lower my heart rate just to become that relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I've done this um, on many occasions where they've hooked me up to, um, hopefully I pronounce this correctly, this big nominometer <laughs> where they measure your, <laughs> um, your pulse. Uh-huh. And I'll do that right before I start the exercise. And then during the exercise, you could see my heart rate just dropping to a point of relaxation. But I'm doing more movements than when I was just standing. But it's because I believe that I'm tuning in to the universe and I'm just becoming relaxed and filled with that universal energy that we call chi mm-hmm. in conjunction with the movements. And my metabolism is higher from doing these movements. And when you have a higher level of metabolism, you have more relaxation. And no matter what the situation is, as long as you remember to breathe first, you'll always be relaxed, your mind will always be focused, and you won't always be reactionary. And that's what gives us stress. Now, explain to the audience the breathing. What is that breathing? Because we all think we're breathing, but we're not. We're not really breathing. That water in the atmosphere needs to come in and you need to let the water in your own atmospheric body, inside the body, go out. Explain that breathing technique. Well, if you watch, if you watch infants, if you watch um, some, some pets, you can see they breathe with their whole body, meaning that when we take a nice inhale, we're not just pulling our stomach in and expanding our chest and trying to fill up our lungs. When we're taking a very good deep Tai Chi or Qigong breath, we're not only expanding our chest, but we're also expanding our stomach area, our diaphragm. We're letting that, that all, as much air as possible, just expand our whole upper torso. And you could get a good 10 or 15 second inhale, a good 10 or 15 second en- exhale. And that in itself is extremely difficult for most people to do. Most people have a two second or a three second inhale and a two second, three second exhale. And that's slightly above average, but to be able to just, and that's because people are, you know, just trying to expand their chest and pull their stomach in on the inhale. They're not trying to expand their whole body to get more air, to get more volume. 80% of our bodies and purities are removed through our breathing. We're trying to pull that water out of the atmosphere and that energy into the body and then let what's in the body recycle out of the body through the exhale. Absolutely. Both the water that carries the chi and the chi that's working with the water both have to be recycled. And that's why most Tai Chi and Qigong practitioners, you know, state that you have to do this every 24 hours. Once a day, you know, right when you wake up is the best time. Mm -hmm. And you constantly have to recycle that because your body isn't trained to recycle that energy or move that energy naturally. It's something that has to be taught through form, through breathing, through relaxation. And it's something that, you know, we're born that way. When you look at, you know, like I said, infants, they're expanding their whole bodies when they breathe. But as they get older, now they're just expanding their chest. So we actually have to, we were born natural breathers, and then somehow we evolve into unnatural breathers, and then we have to work our way back to becoming, you know, natural breathers like we were intended to to be. We have to take a moment for our sponsors, and we're going to come back about that being born. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're giving us a new birth here today. I really like what you're doing here. I think the audience out there, even people involved with what you do with Tai Chi and Qigong and other arts, are going to like this show today, Steve. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science Research, and their signature product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's a supplementation to the surface of the eye to assist the water in the atmosphere to to be able to supplement the eyes for what it is not able to achieve on its own. In other words, when the water vapor is evaporating so quickly, and you may be evaporating too quickly, your eyes need the supplementation of the mist. It's a tissue culture grade of water, a laboratory water. It has a level of absorption to manipulate, real absorption. With just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be right back with Steve Lauer. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleiner Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleiner Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Steve, we were discussing when that baby is born. And the baby knew how to breathe before it was born, but all of a sudden it entered into the atmosphere and life began. And the baby was no longer breathing the way it used to. It has to be taught how to breathe. When you first went to your class and your instructor was teaching you how to breathe, was it a little painful, just very uncomfortable to start with? Well, yeah, anything that, anytime that we've had a habit of doing for, you know, in my case, it was basically 20 years before I started with my teacher, you know, I've been breathing wrong and I was a, you know, an active runner, always active in sports and activities, swimming, etc. Um, so I figured, okay, I know how to breathe because I'm a, I'm a good swimmer. I'm a, you know, I wrestled. I did all these other activities. I, I know how to breathe. And then when I teach her introduced me the proper way of breathing, I was like, wow, have I been doing this wrong the entire way? <laughs> I don't know how to breathe. So now when I'm, you know, when I'm participating in swimming and any of the other sports activities that I do, I mean, I'm consciously aware of how I should be breathing from what he had taught me 
as opposed to what I was doing all those years. And, and that is a, I, just, I, had I that feel same like thing I happen. get a little bit more energy, a little bit more power, a little bit more stamina in any of the activities that I'm doing because of just proper breathing. I went to a yoga instructor once, and uh, I'm going to hurry on this one because I want to listen to everything you have to say today. Um, the yoga instructor, um, it was just a private class because I, I had to have it at a private time. And all of a sudden, the very first time we got together, she's doing these breathings with yoga. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is painful. <laughs> and I turned to her, and it was Petrina. I said, Petrina. I think when I come back for these lessons, I'm going to learn, I'm going to have you emphasize breathing because it is so painful. I've got to learn how to relax and breathe. I had no idea, Steve. I was not breathing without pain practically. I wasn't noticing it. I wasn't breathing at all. And that's what you're teaching us today is this breathing with the form of Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, whatever, there's a, there's an, a, you have to learn how to breathe to be able to be successful at your discipline. And in your case, it's the form of the discipline that you've been taught that you're teaching us today about Tai Chi and Qigong that's thousands of years old, learning how to live with the atmosphere with the human body to be able to relate to it like like a battery relates to the water in the atmosphere. The water in the body can learn to do that with discipline and practice and harmony and form. So now when you say the baby was born and the baby needs to learn to breathe, what are some of the things that you've learned in Tai Chi and Qigong that have been masterfully something that you believe that people should be studying and learning more about? Well, I can only speak, you know, from the successes that I've had personally, but um, I know that by doing this regular exercise that incorporates a lot of deep, slow breathing, that my health has been better than, way better than the average person my age growing up through the years. You know, when I was in my 20s and my 30s, and now I'm, you know, in my 40s, my health is above and beyond better than most of my peers because I always hear them, you know, with a bone break or with a cold or with this or with that or they just don't have any energy and, and they're, just, they're just stopping the activities in their lives and I think that in itself is aging them in a sense where I feel as youthful now as I did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that that ability to keep moving to keep mobile, to keep active, is what is going to help us as we age, as we get older. Because once we get to a certain age and we try to turn the clock back and try to get into shape and try to do this, you know, not only do you have to wake up your muscles and say, okay, now we're ready to do this, I've neglected you for the last 20, 30 years, but, um, you know, it's, it's really difficult and a lot of people have a tough time sticking with it, but it doesn't take long. You do a 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes in the morning, 40 minutes in the, in the, you know, when you get home or maybe just 20 minutes in the morning. That should be fine for most people to just do the breathing exercises, to get the blood flowing through the legs. I mean, the nice thing about Tai Chi and Qigong is because it emphasizes that leg strength. It gives your body such a tremendous foundation. I know that I've had, um, you know, osteoarthritis patients 
that have had nothing but success because they're doing these leg exercises, they're doing these breathing exercises, and they're anaerobic exercises, so they it can be done at any age. It's not like you're trying to put somebody, you know, on a treadmill and have them, you know, do a particular pace. I mean, the nice thing about Tai Chi and Qigong is that it's at your pace, and it's going to be beneficial whether it's your first day or if it's your 1,000th day of doing it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now, what other types of patients have you worked with that came to you and your classes uh, with different symptoms? Well, I used to... Um, there's a, uh, a heart rehab clinic that's uh, in my area. And in the, you know, mid to late 90s when Tai Chi was really starting to become um, a national word and very popular, you know, most of these clinics and hospitals in my area wanted a Tai Chi uh, instructor on staff or, or teaching a class because they wanted to appear to be at the cutting edge of everything. You know, it was more... You know, they didn't necessarily believe in the effects of Tai Chi or Qigong, but they felt that they needed to do it because everybody else was doing it. Kind of a fashion statement. I, I like myself. I'm going to try. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm doing this. So I took a group of um, heart patients, and after about six, seven months, the doctors couldn't believe that my patients and my students were doing so much better than the, heart, than the, than the patients they had that were doing the actual heart rehab program that they already had in place. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where, you know, my students were talking with the other uh, patients saying, you know, we're leaps and bounds ahead of you all and we're feeling great. The doctors can't explain why we're doing so well. So more of the patients wanted to quit Mm -hmm. the traditional rehab program and then get into my class and then ultimately the, the heart clinic, you know, let me go. So we didn't want that because... They, they didn't take Tai Chi and Qigong seriously, which, you know, that's kind of a shame because it's here to benefit the patient. Steve, you know what it, what it is, Dr. Chow and I have talked about it. People have not understood the, the thousands of years of this, uh, of this disciplinary form to do uh, for alternative health. Uh, help me say that. People have not understood. You finished that out. People have not understood what? Well, they just haven't understood about, you know, getting in touch with the basics of your body, to getting in touch with just being in harmony with nature is how our bodies were intended to be. I mean, we're always looking for a quick fix or a pill or a drug or something like that to get us where we need to be when all the answers that we have lie within ourselves. I mean, if you could stand... I mean, you could do Tai Chi and you could heal yourself better than 99% of the stuff that's on the market right now when it comes to blood pressure and, and uh, cholesterol and heart situations and arth- arthritic situations. I everything. Mean, awesome. Everything, yeah. I mean, you're, you're actually becoming proactive with your health rather than, you know, reactionary. And that's why you'll have you less stress. I'm going to take you kind of a little uh, laboratory thinking today. In other words, let's talk research possibilities of future studies. The art form so far thousands of years ago, because they had been studying so much already, but they learned that there was something important about water. They learned that very quickly about water. Then they knew that the waters came down from the heavens. 
And when those waters came down from the heavens, maybe there was something very magical about that rain. And then there was waters on the surface. And then they started craving to drink water, too. So then they began to reach out away from the body, of the human body, and want to live in the heaven of the air that was there, that they could touch out there when it was raining. But then when the rain stopped, they just felt there was something there. But along the way, they could see that if you learn to live away from the body and live within the air of that water that became the heavens of the magical whatever it might be, there began to be something very magical happening to individualities as they begin to learn that. In other words, human life, if you live inside the body, you're going to have by far more symptoms that are not as healthy, but if you learn to live away from the body within the heavens of the water in the atmosphere and begin to relate to that with what we call recycling it, bringing it to you, you're living with it, and you're you're living it together, that uh, as time went by, they began to master, like Dr. Pollock said, this battery that we have to, to relate to the water in the atmosphere as we charge our battery. In other words, there's an electrolytic ability for the two to relate. I take that all the way to, with my research, to the way Earth began. And follow me for a moment and see if I know you'll be able to follow this because of your relationship with Tai Chi and Qigong. And you've been learning to have a form of harmony to, to master it as you have lived and hopefully master it ongoing. But when Earth first began, it was circled by water in the atmosphere first by, for billions of years. But something magical happened when the temperature changed around the planet Earth with the solar system. Something began to evaporate in that vapor. And as that evaporation moment happened with temperature and change, the droplet came out of it to drop down. And as those droplets called rain began to come down, there began a new a recycling, we call it, with, the, with that earth. And as the earth began to recycle itself with evaporation on the earth, evaporation into the atmosphere, that began that electrolytic energy. And as that energy began to work together with what we use, say, as recycling, then came life, the body, the life of whatever life it may be, a tree trunk, a human body, whatever plant life, it began to recycle with that electrolytic energy all together in, in, a, in a life process of evaporation, of water loss to absorbing hydration to gain. That is what I believe Tai Chi and, and, and Qigong and that kind of practice is so important to health, is we've come to a time, Steve, in our lives that we're learning something has not gone completely right in a circle. That we are, and we just did a press release with my writer that I think I sent one to you and you probably didn't have time to read it, but 
way back in time, there was, in a t- way back in centuries ago, there was a time when there was a called monism. And the idea of dualism was if something was either right or wrong. Then came a time of life called monism. And monism means there must be more to what is happening. Then maybe holistic ideas came along, that the holistic side meant that there could be something more from that heaven of out there that we're breathing in of energy where the water is the basis of all life. And that, that Tai Chi and that breathing and that cycle that is coming to people today with monism, of there must be something more holistic, more important than just a right or wrong or black or white, whatever it may be, uh, one and two plus uh, three, three, there's got to be more in the holistic research and science than just the dualism. And when we came, uh, we did another press release last week called What Has Been Lost, Was Lost, Is Now Found. And what we're talking about today needs to be found. It's so important to all life that people need to learn that the planet Earth is living with us like Tai Chi and Qigong. The planet Earth is there hopefully forever for us. Human life has been learning from the beginning like the Chinese have done with their thousands of years that became so fascinating to the rest of the world with what they learned to achieve in their health. And that's something that I've got to bring up to you before we're done today. When, you're, when you went to your instructor the first time, did the instructor talk to you about drinking water and your diet? It wasn't until I was with him for probably about a year or so, and he uh, saw me start to just uh, you know blossom in the art that we started to because there's a lot of turnover in uh, at, at his school at the time because the training in the beginning was was pretty difficult and a lot of people um, I know that he's he's kind of you know loosened up a little bit as far as his training regimen but in the beginning I mean we were. Um, on a traditional Chinese training regimen. So, I mean, it was ridiculously difficult. And the one thing he did stress before class and after class, he's like, you better drink a lot of water, you're going to need it. And that was it. But it wasn't until about a year or so later where I started developing some proficiency in the arts that he said, you know, now we have to start looking at your diet. Now we have to start looking at your, you know, your fluid intake. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about, you know, why water is the best because, And then, you know, especially a bunch of us in our early 20s, you know, he'd constantly talk to us about, you know, are you drinking too much, you know, coffee or too much uh, alcohol or too much soda pop or or all those types of things. He's like, that's going to take away. And he's like, you'll notice as you get older when you're doing Tai Chi and Qigong that that water is going to be your beverage of choice because all those other beverages that you drink, they need to be, you know, flushed and recycled through the system. They're not just going to pass through easily like water will mm-hmm. cleanse and, and recycle the system. So, and then the know, diet. Never, what was the recommendation to the diet to to have a better 
discipline with harmony and performance. Yeah, more fruits and vegetables. Um, some meat, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much, you know, what we talked about. And I noticed, uh, you know, when I changed my diet a little bit and, uh, you know, I got away from uh, some of the soda pop, I was never really much of a of a alcohol drinker, you know, here and there. But um, just changing a few of the things, even caffeine. You know, caffeine just makes you sweat. It's just... Uh, it's, it's, you know, it has to be processed through the body and through the system, um, and that's taking away from the water that would be used from your body for other things, the more beneficial things. The more that you put into your body that needs to be flushed out, the more water you have to drink. And if you don't, you're not going to be able to realize the benefits of, you know, fully of the Tai Chi and Qigong because your system already has to clean out all these other impurities that you just took in besides do its normal function and its normal job. We only have a minute left, but I would like for you to tell a story to the audience about when you went to a field one time or you were out in the outdoors doing one of your Tai Chi forms and then you had some, uh, some people, some, not people, you had some, some life come around to explain that. Well, <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was open-minded to the concept of chi, to the concept of just tapping into universal energy. But, you know, as a young 20-something, I was pretty skeptical as well. You know, it's like, you're going to have to show me. You're going to have to prove this to me. I need to, I need to, I need to see something concrete and physical before I'm really going to buy into this idea. I'm not going to discount it, but I'm going to need something a little bit more than just faith at this particular time. So... Um, I started doing a lot of demonstrations um, for different hospitals, different groups, this and that outdoors. And I know that uh, one time I was out in a, like a wooded prairie area, and I said, you know what, this would be a great place. It's peaceful, it's quiet, there's no one around me. I'm going to go through the Tai Chi form. And the form took me about 30, 35 minutes, something like that, to go through. And um, when you're doing the form, you're kind of just relaxed. You're almost in a trance-like type of state, but halfway through the form, I look around and all these birds and squirrels and woodland creatures are all around me and they're not threatened by me. They seem to be almost drawn to me as if, you know, I was giving up some sort of energy. Uh, positive energy, emitting some sort right. of that energy. You know, energy that they could relate to. And right. it, it just, I, it took me by surprise because I wasn't really paying attention. And then, you know, I've got, you know, squirrels and whatnot just walking right between my legs, walking up next to me, and, and they were all just hanging around me. And I was like, wow, I must be tapping into some sort of universal energy, energy to have all these that, creatures around me. Dr. Emoto, and I'll have to go, but Dr. Emoto's book was talking about where the water picks up an energy of what, what's around it. And you were living in the water of the atmosphere the water vapor and your body water was relating to the atmosphere with that energy. I truly believe that. But I want to thank you for joining us today. I think this is one of the best shows we could have ever had. Your explanations were masterful. I hope we can do this again sometime, Steve. I look forward to it, Sharon. Thank, thank you, you very much you for your kind well. words and for having thank me on you. today. Thank you so much. You have a nice day. You too. Bye. This was a, one of the best shows that I have ever heard on health issues and how to live with the planet Earth. I can't say any more. I think Dr. Chow would be very proud 
of Steve Lauer and the way he explained that today with his background. I want to thank you for listening today. This shows on the power of water and the world we're living with is primarily water life science focus throughout the world. And we are coming to the world with water life science. Watch for us. Well, watch for us in China. We have scientists that are ready to join. We're joining in China, and we cannot tell you more that when we arrive, we will let you know. I want to thank you for listening. We want you to embrace that life of yours, but somebody else's life, too. It's special, too. But Earth Whispers, don't say goodbye. Leave something for everyone of yourself behind to know that you cared for the generations to come. Thank you for listening, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Hour.com.